Okay, so um, thank you everybody for listening to the Memingless podcast because sometimes memes are meaningless. Uh, I have a special guest today. Uh, our special guest is Duke Doggo. Duke, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, how's it going? That's it? You don't want to like explain who you are? Or... That was a greeting, I don't need not an introduction. Uh, yes, hi, my name is Duke. I've been in the fandom for, I think, three, four years now. And the end. Yes, <laughs> That's uh, it. And, and, by, and by fandom, we are referring to the furry fandom, which should be uh, pretty clear in the title of uh, this episode. I'm not exactly sure I'm going to title it, but uh, it will be very obvious that it does have to do with the furry community. Um, so Duke, I am going to send you, um, and if, if there are, uh, for listeners, if there are any sort of, uh, sound quality issues, I apologize for that in advance. We are doing a phone call rather than everything in person right now. Um, but we, uh, absolutely had to have a special guest here today. Um, so we are going to be covering a certain meme, which I am going to send you right now. And I kind of want you to uh, read what the meme says and, uh, and kind of explain to me what the photograph shows. Sure. Roses are red. Bananas get peeled. Councilman resigns after secret furry life revealed. All right. Mm. Yeah. And then in the picture... <laughs> Uh, in the picture, you've got um, kind of an older-looking uh, gentleman who is in a suit and uh, in a like a, a regular suit, not a fur suit. Um, but he is pictured at a furry parade. So um, this uh, is a, a headline. The headline comes from um, a news agency. We'll get to the the source of the headline. Uh, in a minute, but I just kind of want to go over first who the councilman, how, who this councilman is. Uh, so his name is Scott Chamberlain. In 2015, he became a councilman of a small town called Milford. Uh, that's in Litchfield County, Connecticut. It's part of the metropolitan area of Danbury, um, but it is a town in its own right. So uh, he was kind of a, he was a really small time uh, politician, uh, but uh, councilman. It doesn't mean that they don't have an important job. Uh, they do have a job in, in legislation, approving spending, uh, voting on issues regarding uh, the town or city that they represent. This was still uh, Chamberlain's position in 2017 uh, when this um, headline was posted or yeah when the news article was posted i should say um it was posted on september 8th 2017 and uh chamberlain was still a councilman at that time now clarification he's not a chamberlain that's just his name he's a councilman just in case there's any confusion okay he's not a british treasurer he's an american councilman <laughs> just to clarify uh, for Just anybody, for anybody who's confusing the the title Chamberlain <laughs> with the name Chamberlain, so uh, regarding this name, this meme, what's true is that he did in fact resign. But the first inaccuracy I want to address is the photo itself. This picture shows Chamberlain in a suit, looking uh, like he's almost like he's taking a selfie uh, during a furry parade. This is not actually a picture of him at a furry parade. The photo of him was actually taken from Facebook, and he was photoshopped into this location. Yes, by the looks of it, because I'm, I'm doing a bit of digging myself, 
because like I said, I don't know too much about this topic because I'm not a scientist, but I am a green dog on the internet. So uh, looking this up, uh, the uh, whatever news source reported this and used this as their headline just took a random photo of what looks like a fursuit parade and just uh, pasted a photo of the councilman over top of it. That is this is not because this is not his suit. Yeah, that is act. That's absolutely right. Yeah, that is exactly uh, what happened. Um, <clears throat> so essentially, he was photoshopped into this photo, and uh, it was used by uh, this news publication um, for their uh, picture in their headline, and uh, subsequently, it became part of the meme. I'll uh, I'll show you the photo the photo that this was actually taken from. Uh, so this, uh, as you've already figured out, which, uh, I don't know if you already see the original photo of, um, the, of councilman Chamberlain, but, uh, I'll send it to you just in case. Um, so this photo comes from Facebook. Okay. So, uh, this was actually taken in 2015, right after he became a councilman and he is standing, uh, in what looks like maybe like a meeting room or some kind of office. Uh, so Typical uh, political photo. Um, he's uh, pictured here. We'll look at the full version later. Um, but uh, in this photo, he's right next to who had just become the new mayor. Um, and he is just sort of taking a, basically a political promotion photo uh, together with the mayor. You can't see it, but the mayor's in a furry suit. <laughs> the, ma- <laughs> the mayor's not in a fursuit. We'll, we'll look at the full version later. He absolutely so, is. He's, a- he's just... <laughs> He has the neck of the head just tucked underneath his suit jacket. That's why you can't see it. <laughs> he's he's in a mayor fur suit. <laughs> he's in a mayoral fur suit. A tra- uh-huh. a traditional mayoral fur suit. <laughs> Can you say mayoral one more time? Mayoral. Thank you. What what is what what? <laughs> it's just the way you said it. It just brought me so much joy. <laughs> oh, good. I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad that that my weird pronunciations can bring you uh, joy. That's what we're here for, the joy. (laughs) So uh, now, like, moving on, I would like to address the uh, headline. So the way the headline reads, now this is not the caption of the meme, but the way the headline reads says, Councilman resigning after secret furry life is revealed. So there are a couple of things wrong with this headline, and I would like... Uh, I feel like, so this was posted by the New York post. It's a, it's a, an actual, uh, publication from them. So the New York post is, is pretty highly respected in terms of a news source. Uh, but I do think they could have been more careful with choosing the wording of this headline. Um, but, uh, before I get into the things that are factually dubious about the headline, I want to address what kind of impact a headline like this can have. So, First, as a member of the furry community, I want to know what impression do you get from a headline like this? So, like, how do you feel when you read this? I mean, to me, uh, fursuiting and being in the furry fandom is pretty much on the same page or the same level as cosplay. You know, it's just a harmless hobby that you do in your free time. So, and I know a lot of people in the furry fandom who are in pretty good positions in terms of work or do really important things and still get the fursuit and be a furry and goof off and whatever that's your own free time so 
uh, reading this and hearing that he had to resign after people found out he was a furry, it's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that and that's the same. Uh, that's the same thing that I got from this headline as well. Like as if this hobby somehow disqualifies you uh, from taking public office or even running for one. And like, there are probably members of the furry community who are highly qualified for an office like this and may not even want to run after seeing this type of headline. So it's, yeah. it, it's upset. I mean, it's, it's like, to me, it's upsetting. I feel like, I mean, that's, uh, it's frustrating. And uh, I don't, I think that the more careful wording could have been chosen. Um, so, the suggestion here is that being a furry, a furry fan will disqualify you from uh, holding public office. I think this is a problem because it would be discouraging for people from running uh, from running for any office because they will think that their furry interests will cause them to be kicked out of a job. It is definitely true that furry fandom is misunderstood and people could easily be ostracized from certain groups because of this misunderstanding. But this article's headline, in my opinion, exacerbates that. But there is something a little more important here. He wasn't forced to resign just because he was a furry. Uh, I'll read a quote from the news source that first broke this. Uh, this is from the News Times. It's a local Connecticut newspaper. Quote, uh, Town Council member Scott Chamberlain never made a secret of his deep involvement in furry fandom. So, it appears that his furry fanship was already public knowledge, meaning that his furry fandom was not why he resigned. But it obviously did come with some controversy as more people became aware of it. Um, and that is likely because of the misunderstanding of what furry fandom actually is. To illustrate this, I'm going to quote the uh, New York Post article on the, which is the subject of our meme. Quote, the outgoing first-term Democrat insists that his animal costume fetish has nothing to do with sex. I absolutely hate that they use the word fetish here. Because the like there are so many like they could have said interest, you know, his his furry fandom interest. They didn't have to say fetish because even though fetish can be used in a lot of different ways, there's that implication that the only reason why he's interested in the fursuit community is because of some sexual reasons. There is an assumption um, by uh, many outside the furry community that anyone dressed in a furry costume only does so uh, for sexual reasons, and that is definitely not true. So I'm going to read a, a quick quote uh, from uh, Lawrence Perry. He is the editor-in-chief of Flara, a furry news site, uh, and he told the Huffington Post in 2014, Quote, in reality, furries are a fan of concept. What if intelligent animals lived among us or replaced us? From this, all else flows, arts, crafts, stories, role-playing, and costuming. So, putting, to put it simply, basically, uh, the furry fandom is a fanship of anthropomorphic animals. And, uh, obviously... I don't see anything like even if even if like your interest in uh, the furry fandom is purely sexual, you know, th even that's not a problem. That's not hurting anybody like you're not like it. it there's a huge difference like also between like, like zoophiles and 
people you know who have a furry fetish like there's a huge difference between those things as well right what's a zoophile i feel like a lot of the time with the furry fandom people think it's strictly sexual and there is a sexual side to the furry fandom it's very sex positive which i think is great but being a furry in itself isn't inherently sexual and uh there's always the assumption like oh do you have sex dressed as an animal or do you have sex with animals blah 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 uh, some people do have sex in their fursuit. Some people don't. And a lot of the times you're not going to know who does and doesn't unless it's public knowledge. And then even with the people who are like, oh, you have sex with animals. A lot of the furry community heavily, uh, heavily disciplines those who are found to be in, in that interest. And they quite quickly and quite harshly get uh, shunned out of the community, which rightfully so. If you ask a majority of people at FurCon, they're going to tell you that being a zoo is wrong. And a lot of the times, if you say you support zoos or you are a zoo or anything, you'll get blocked and uh, everyone will shame you for it, which I think is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, so like uh, for anybody who and Bobby just said, what's what's a zoophile? So um, it's for um, anybody who is not sure what the what the difference in terminology is is that uh say if you are interested in the furry fandom for sexual reasons uh you are essentially you're still fantasizing about other humanoids they're just they have animal characteristics <laughs> um whereas a zoophile is actually attracted to animals and the difference here is that an intelligent animal like being uh is a consenting being Whereas a wild animal or, you know, a pet or something like that can't consent and you're, you're fucking an animal, you know, like it's, it's completely different. They're two different things. Um, so like the idea that, um, if you're a furry, you must want to have sex with animals that, that is, uh, a, that's a big leap to make, um, in, in my opinion. Yeah, in my in my time being in the fandom and just in general in life, I've never had the desire to be an animal and go smash. That's never been it. That's never <laughs> been my thing. Uh, I joined the community because I'm very much a fan of cosplay and all the craft and workmanship that goes into making a fursuit I think is beautiful. And to have a character that people seem to really like and to be able to bring that character to life, I think it's really fun. I think it's really cool. And it's just another way to kind of express who you are, really. Kind of expand your... It's a way of bringing more of yourself out. Some people are very shy about being who they are or about putting things out about themselves in terms of who they are and what they like and things like that. And I feel like uh, by creating a character of someone that isn't you but is is uh the things you like the things you represent it helps you feel closer to who you are yeah yeah absolutely um it's like it's like having a a, a creative mirror almost like exactly yeah so it, it's uh, it puts you in touch uh like like you can look in a mirror and see what you physically look like and uh you're, you're you would never learn a lot about a person just by a picture of them uh, but, and if you were to create a character, it, it gives you time to like self-reflect and, and as you put this character together, 
uh, you have a chance to sort of dig out uh, who your inner being is. And I, I think that's one of the amazing things about the furry fandom. Like I, you know, full disclosure, I'm not a furry myself and I, I don't really have much of a desire to have a fursona or anything like that. But I do regularly, anytime I go to a convention, anime conventions, game, gaming conventions, if there is a furry panel, I usually attend because I love the community. Um, because one, they're the most, they're the sweetest and most accepting people on the planet. Um, and uh, two, they're so creative and uh, so in touch with uh, their own feelings and the ability for them to communicate and be understanding of other people goes beyond uh, what I think a lot of uh, fandoms do um, because the furry furry um, the, like the whole furry community to be a part of it like you can be anybody to be a part of it but some of the people who are the like the foremost, uh, representatives of the furry community. These are people who have put a lot of work into their characters or costumes. Um, and it takes a lot of self-reflection in order to put that all together. And I, uh, it's part of the reason why I love the community so much. Um, like I want to, I want to kind of uh, go back to something that you said earlier. And uh, the fact that even though there is a sexual component to uh, furry fandom, or the furry community, it doesn't mean that everybody about it is uh, sexual uh, or finds a sexual interest in uh, in the furry uh, community. But what I would challenge other people uh, who want to point that out, who want to isolate the, the sexual component of it and uh, make a big deal out of it, what I want to challenge them to is tell me anything anything, any fanship, anything at all that doesn't have some sexual component to it. There even, even cosplay. Like yeah. it happens in every any community involving creativity. There's someone or somewhere within that community, there's a group that has a sexual undertone to it. And uh it happens in cosplay, it happens in fursuiting, but it doesn't represent everyone. I know a lot of uh, people in the fandom who are very much asexual. I know a lot of people who want to stay away from sex, whether it be work or fursuiting stuff or anything. So it doesn't represent the entire community. Just because some people do it, it doesn't mean everyone does it. And if they do, you're not going to know about it. And if it doesn't matter that much to you, like it's, I guarantee you there's far worse stuff people could be doing behind closed doors. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, <clears throat> and it doesn't like, the thing is it, it's, it's every, like it's literally everywhere, you know, like it, you know, music, movies, TV shows, cosplaying, anime, comic books, everything. There's somebody somewhere has a sexual aspect to it. And, uh, if you have a convention with enough people, there's going to be, uh, uh, you know, an after dark or 18 plus, uh, thing that, uh, involves some, uh, acknowledgement of that sexual component. So to, I, to like target furries alone, just based on that, it's, it's asinine, you know, uh, basically some new segments, you know, found some pictures of, of people in fursuits humping each other. And all of a sudden it's this huge spectacle and and that's all anybody can focus on when really there's so much more to it than that yeah um people i don't i don't think people really focus on all the good that the furry community does 
Yeah. Like every single con I go to, for those of you who have never been to a fur con, and I guess some cons do this in general too, a lot of the times conventions will have a charity that to sponsor and they will don't uh, be collecting donations for said charities. Now, if we're talking specifically at fur cons, all of the ones I've been to, they usually have a uh, art auction, uh, which can have artwork, it can have um, furry, mem- uh, furry memorabilia, it can have fursuits, fursuit supplies, etc. And all of these things get auctioned off and uh, it goes to charity. Now, when I went to a convention, I believe last year, called Confuzzled in the UK, they had a charity that was for bee conservation, you know, save the bees. And uh, if you chose a certain sponsor level, some of the stuff you'd get in your goodies was like uh, wild seeds that bees really like and a bunch of stuff like that. And they had an art auction to raise money for this charity. And they raised 30,000 pounds for this charity. And I think it's so commendable. Uh, I mean, there's even a Furcon in uh, Philly that is sponsored by the city and people really love it every year. Like the furry community do does way more good than the people who try to complain or yell at the people for enjoying the community. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, that, you know, that's one of the things that, that drives me nuts. And, and why I started this podcast is because, uh, the understanding of outsiders of the furry community is such a surface level thing. They saw an image and then they kind of threw a fit. And that's that's the whole point of memeing list. The, the reason why I started memeing list this podcast to sort of show that there's so much more than the surface level understanding of it. And like you said, they they raised thirty thousand uh, pounds, which I, I think that's was that like $42,000 or something like that? That's, it's crazy. It's awesome. And, um, you mentioned bees, Brandy and I love bees. <laughs> we think they're the cutest things in the world. And we they're actually cool. bought, we bought wild, uh, seeds that are specifically made, uh, for bees, uh, to put in our front yard. So <laughs> these are neat. Uh, yeah, they are. And they, they're a very important part of the ecosystem too. Um, you know, then that's another thing. Like the surface level thing is, oh, it's a bee. It stings. It's bad. No, they're great things. I, I love bees. Plus, they're adorable when you see them up close. But anyway, um, <laughs> oh, all that being said, um, yeah, no, it's. I think. Well, one thing that I, I do want to say before I move on with the rest of my script is is that, um, I think part of the reason why the furry fandom and this this goes in two different directions. Um, part of the reason why the furry fandom does so much good and, uh, especially for like mental health, uh, causes and things like that, um, is because the, being a member of the furry fandom first, like the, the most, uh, obvious, um, re- or the most, I, I don't want to say obvious, but more the most, uh, noticeable reason why somebody in the furry fandom would want to, uh, promote oh, a, a a world of or of acceptance <clears throat> is because of how ostracized people are just bu- for being a part of that community. But also people who have found themselves ostracized or found themselves in difficult social situations end up becoming a part of the community because mm-hmm. they they're you know <laughs> they find they find fellowship in it. You know, so the amount like, of times. 
sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, go. to go off that, the amount of times people who are leaving hate comments about how much they hate the community, but which, by the way, if you plan on bur- bullying a furry, good luck, because we've heard it all, and to the point where it means <laughs> yeah. nothing. You know, KYS, fatherless, uh, hunting season, blah, blah, blah. We've heard it all. The only thing that can hurt a furry is if you call them stinky. But um, <laughs> with a lot of the times in the furry community, it's those people who are saying all these hate comments who maybe a year or two later, all of a sudden have a Sona are trying to go to cons. But also you say you claim to hate the community and you think it's so disgusting or it's so cringe and you're right. But if you (laughs) hate it so much, you're spending all your time, you're making a hate page dedicated to us. You're screenshotting our post. You're responding to everything. You're, constantly in contact with this thing you claim to hate and all your algorithm is going to be is the content so thank you for the endorsement you know yeah yeah and uh there was a podcast called and i I sent you the podcast but i don't know if you had a chance to listen to it but uh the worst year ever um went to uh um for the furcon in, in chicago and uh was it what? Um, what's the name of that furcon? I can't Midwest remember. Midwest Fur Fest. Midwest Fur Fest. Thank you. Um, they went to Midwest Fur Fest and they did a. Uh, it's like a three or four part uh, podcast on it, and one of the subjects of what they're addressing is a person who has been harassing uh, members of the furry community and has been. Um, like this outspoken, oh, I can't believe how terrible furries are type of person making fun of furries all the time. Well, when you, when they went into and they found like some of his social media, there are countless likes and, uh, and interactions with furry posts that are just like, you know, furry art and fur and, uh, uh, you know, fursuits and things like that. Like he, he clearly is interested and wants to be a part of the community and is so outspoken against it. It's almost like how uh, some politicians who are extremely anti-gay or some people, public figures who are extremely anti-gay turn out that they've been in the closet the whole time. You know, it's like, oh, absolutely. It, they're so afraid to be a part of it, you know? And um, it, you know so what, they, though? I, I think it's people who are, scared because yeah. when the furry community became a thing everyone trashed on it and oh that's so cringe and oh, what is going on and blah 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 and um i think a lot of people have that desire to want to do this thing but because the furry fandom has created a i don't even want to say created because it's gathered such an unnecessary amount of hate people want to avoid it like the plague uh, and when people have the desire, they think, oh, well, you know, having a fursuit might be really fun. Or, you know, if I had, they start thinking, oh, if I was, in, if I could be a character, I'd probably be a dragon or whatever. Um, and they start thinking, oh God, I'm, a, I'm becoming a furry or I think I'm have this interest. They start to make themselves hate, uh, they want to put on the idea that, they want to project to others that they hate this thing when in actuality they have this desire to be part of it. They have this want to be in this realm and discover and try these things, but they're too scared to admit it because they're scared of backlash and they're scared of being judged for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes that, you know, 
it's like um it's like some sort of really sad feedback loop where um they have heard all this negativity about a, a a thing that they have actually been intrigued by and so then they spout out all this hatred toward it and they feed into this loop and uh really deep down they they're as intrigued or interested as anybody else would be yeah so yeah, they no go ahead oh no i just had a stroke you can keep going Oh, okay. All right. Just, uh, I hope you yeah. get over your stroke. Um, I really okay. hope you're, no. yeah, <laughs> I hope you'll be all right. Um, Maybe. As you, well, well, let me know when your stroke's over and we'll continue. Um, so, uh, actually I'm going to continue anyway. That's so considerate. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Deal, yeah no deal problem. With deal with it. <laughs> Keep going. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, the, uh, all that being said, um, uh, Chamberlain himself kind of uh, explained away the whole uh, idea that his interest in the furry fandom was uh, sexual in nature, which, again, I don't think it, there would be anything wrong if he was. Um, but uh, he explained it away. He said it in this way. He said that uh, his, particip his participation in the furry fandom is mostly about appreciating animal characters with human behaviors and features such as Tony the Tiger and Mickey Mouse. And, uh, Mickey Mouse? Hold on. Wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. Mickey Mouse. Go on. Go on. Okay. I'm not surprised by anything <laughs> in the fandom because they're the amount of porn that's popped up of Tony the Tiger and characters like that. Part of me wants to. Part of me wants to chastise it, but maybe I've lived a bad life. I get it. it that I'm here for. But Mickey Mouse. Whoa! Did I lose you? Mouse. Not. That's oh. not sexy. <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He was saying. What's the last he thing I said? Well, well, you. So you said Mickey Mouse is not sexy. No, um, no, he's not. So, well, no. like, so it's. A th I mean, that was the point. That's the same point that Chamberlain w was making. Was that um, Mickey Mouse is an anthropomorphic animal, and uh, enjoying Mickey Mouse related things doesn't make it a sexual thing, you know? Where uh, you know, and that's what he's he's saying that his interest in the furry fandom is also similar um like as to people liking mickey mouse that kind of thing that's what he's saying his interest in the furry oh, fandom thank is god i was like if someone's saying mickey mouse is sexy no. i will hang up right now <laughs> no, no, no okay you, you know somebody right, out there is though. well somebody out there does find mickey mouse sex there's somebody. i will there's, hang up i don't want to talk some, about sexy there's somebody mickey. there's somebody there's somebody out there literally fucking a mickey mouse uh blow up doll right now and you just have to live with that you're probably dressed as um, Minnie. I'm happy for him. I really am. But listen, I'm willing. I'm a furry. I'm willing to kink shame that. Oh no. my! <laughs> you know, kink shaming is my kink shame. That, that I'm, I remember when that meme was going around. Um, oh, I love that one. But uh, there, there is something more here, though. Uh, something I, I may not have mentioned. So notice earlier that I said that his furry phantom had. I didn't say that his furry phantom had nothing to do with his resignation. I just said that it was unlikely to be the sole reason he resigned. Can you possibly maybe guess for me uh, a line that he maybe or may not have crossed that led to his ouster? Uh, please tell me it's not... Re please tell me it doesn't involve animals. 
Um, no, no, it's not. It's not. It's not zoophile related or anything like that. Well, let's see. He wasn't forced to resign, but he was prompted to. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I forgot I was kind of like doing a little digging as to who he was. You're before, not supposed to uh, do this. that. But yeah, go, I know. That's fine. I, that's fine. I'm, that's fine. A, <laughs> I'm a rebel. I've always been a rebel. And uh, I have an idea of what it is, but I'm not going to say. So I'm going to let you tell the story since I only read part of a headline. Okay. So, um, and this did make some headlines. So you probably, you probably uh, did, um, you probably did stumble across this. Uh, so in the original article from News Times, First off, can I say how lame the name of that that paper is? News Times. It sounds like a child came up with it. Like, it, like seriously, it's like wait, maybe well, one did. There's lots of newspapers. Uh, what should we call ours? Oh, should have news in the title, I guess. Well, I mean, we can't just say Connecticut News. That would be boring, and also it's already taken. Well, a lot of other like, I mean, there's the New York Times, the Boston Times, a bit. Let's just call it the News Times. Perfect. All right. Well, it sound like four-year-olds. Anyway, in my, in my opinion, it's a stupid fucking name for the newspaper. Doesn't not, matter. Not that there's <laughs> nothing to say. That, I know. I know. I just bothering you. You know. I just want. The, I just want to point it reason, out. Not the reason why he got he resigned. It's the newspaper title that's the bigger problem. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know what? Let's. You know. Fuck this whole. Fuck the whole subject of this this uh, podcast. Let's move on yeah, to the gonna, title of we're News gonna Times. About this. We're gonna spend the next forty five <laughs> minutes talking about this title and why it's done. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Thank you all for listening to everything that's wrong with News Times. Uh, oh. <laughs> the title of their stupid paper. No, no, no. It, it's, there's nothing wrong with the paper that I can find um i i read a few other articles from it just to see like where the biases are and stuff and it doesn't it doesn't strike me as anything that's like overly liberal or overly uh conservative or like racist or prejudiced in any way it seems like a pretty reputable news source i i couldn't find anything that would cause any um concern about it i just wanted to make fun of the name of the paper uh, but i will read a quote from the news times uh <clears throat> Quote, an uproar ensued when a town resident posted it on a community Facebook page several screenshots of Chamberlain's profile from a private website catering to furries, many of whom participate in or write about unusual sexual practices. So uh, this um, website is called SoFurry.com. Um, I had, it didn't say it in the article. I had to do a little digging to kind of, to find the actual, uh, website that they were referring to. Um, but it, it's not exclusively for people who have sexual interests in furries. Um, it appears to be open to furry community members of any type. Uh, so let me read the first thing that you see when you enter. So furry.com, uh, this is like right on, uh, when I went to the website, this is right on the front page. It is pay, it's posted right at the top to make sure that you uh, know what they're about. So Furry is the home for artists and fans of anthropomorphic arts. We believe that all types of furry creativity are precious and the freedom of choice and the uniting power of our com common interests. We believe in you. Come join us, share your artwork, animations, stories, and music with all of us. Enjoy the works shared by others 
buy and sell commissions, and build your own community and groups with their own, own forum and chat. So definitely not inherently sexual. And while the article doesn't explicitly state it, many readers are likely to assume that it's a site specifically for sexual expression. And even if it were, his membership on that site I don't think would warrant him being forced out of public office. But there is one thing, something that would be difficult to explain as a politician. Okay. So on uh, SoFurry, in your profile, you can select preferences on a number of different things. The choices mentioned uh, in the news article uh, are likes, loves, hates, and tolerates. So you get a list of things uh, and to kind of give people a better idea of who you are and what your interests are, you can pick likes, loves, hates, or tolerates on certain things. When it came to Chamberlain's stance on rape, he selected tolerates. What? Uh, mm. Yeah. That was that was actually the thing that shamed him into resigning. <laughs> Not because he was a furry, but because he selected tolerates. <laughs> because he's a creep. Well, it's fair. <laughs> I mean, he fucked up. He knew gonna, it. He's like, oh, I'm done. If you're gonna have something that, oh god, I don't even know how to. Yeah, yeah, and that's I... the thing. That's the thing. Like, it brings me back to. The, the title of the New York Post article. Uh, all it said was that his secret furry life was revealed. Literally, if he were on any website, anywhere, whether it was furry or not, and he put tolerates on rape, that would probably get him to, you know, resign. <laughs> like, it, it has nothing to do with being a furry. Um, it just... That it, it infuriates me that they focused on the furry part and not on that. Now, um, I do want to go into more detail about this, uh, and in fact, I have. I've got, I've done a lot, a ton of digging on this, and uh, I actually ended up stumbling on this little teaser for uh, for later on in our podcast today. Um, little teaser here. I stumbled on something that the uh, news articles did not. So, um, says he tolerates rape. Obviously, this is a big issue politically. And it was cited by many as the reasons why he should resign. So, what do you think so far? Um, we have further to go, but uh, Chamberlain has suggested that his interests and the furry community is not sexual in nature, and that he never kept his furry fandom a secret, but now knowing that he tolerates rape, uh, or that he at least selected uh, tolerates as rape in his so furry uh, profile, uh, what do you think about that? Like, because I want, one thing that crossed my mind is I wonder if the trend on that site, because I'm not familiar with that website, but I wonder if, like, the trend on that site is, like, what if it's just like a non-con kind of thing, like a like kind of a fetish, like somebody would be would put up with um, a rape fantasy it's from somebody else. It's, with that, it's very much a you have consent to begin with. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yes, it's absolutely. very much a set up thing. If that's what he meant, I could I could understand it, but. It just blatantly says rape, which is going to turn many heads 
I I just don't know. I feel like something like that was this was his profile on there. Was that like a public thing? Yeah. Um, so this I didn't really uh, go into this part on in my script, but I did read about this. Uh, he when being asked about it. His so it is a public profile. Anybody who has a so furry pro- profile can see it. Like you can't see it. It's just like a guest on the website. You actually have to make a profile. Um, mm. And he thinks that one of his political uh, enemies trying to dig up dirt on him. Uh, they made a fake profile and then found his. And then you know because he wasn't secret about being a furry and his persona name, which we'll get into later. Um, his persona name, which I'm, I'll just mention his persona name here in a second, but like people knew his uh, persona name, and so like they were able to find him very easily if they wanted to. Um, and so he thinks that some one of his political enemies made a fake profile and dug into his profile and then found that and then uh, made it public uh, to kind of uh, ouster him. But. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you like, as you can see from the picture of him, he's an older guy with gray hair and everything. And uh, at that time, his uh, persona, the persona, the only persona that I know of that he had at that time, was uh, named Gray Muzzle. And I just want to say, regardless of what kind of person Chamberlain actually is, that is a fucking adorable name. <laughs> like that's so well, cute, Gray well, in Muzzle. The in huh? the fandom, that's actually it's actually a term in the fandom. Oh, well is it? For, yeah, it's a term for any fursuiter or anyone in the fandom who is well older. Uh, the fandom kind of has a. I've noticed personally, a lot of the times, any furry over the age of thirty-five people act like is a gray muscle, and uh, <laughs> just kind of right. giving people crap. Uh, they, it's kind of like with the gay community where, oh, you're over 30, you're old. You oh, know? God, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's that's a cute name, though. Like, I mean, like, to go by it, you know? To be called that, oh, it, sound, it. that it sounds almost like a pejorative, like, to call people that. But, um, but like, to go by it, like, that's a cute name. I, I was, when I read that his he called his first son a gray muzzle, I was like, that is actually kind of adorable, you know? Um, and it also, it also, uh, when I first heard it, um, it gave me the impression that he's not trying to act younger than he is to, like, you know, exploit younger people, uh, which a lot of times when you find these older people who are getting into fandoms that didn't exist when they were younger are just trying to, like, weasel their way into the younger crowd for, like, nefarious reasons. Uh, it gave me the impression that he is he's owning the fact that he's an older person, um, and I, I, I appreciated that when I when I read that part. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, gray muzzle. I just, that's that. I thought that was cute as fuck. As soon as I read that, I'm like gray muzzle, that's adorable. Um, cause like he's an old doggo or something and, and just, uh, started to go gray. His first started to go gray. So, uh, we talked about how not everybody in the furry fandom treats, uh, uh, furry fandom as a sexual thing. Um, some do, uh, but it's not like, I mean, whether it's the rule or the exception doesn't really matter. Um, as somebody who's not a furry, I can't speak to it directly, but I do find it in, an interesting um, study. It's uh, th- I do find this to be an interesting study that was done um, on the furry community. 
This is a very long and thorough uh, study, but I'm just going to read a tiny little part that I found interesting. Um, this is a study, an essay from a person named Clayton Richards. And first, I want to read a disclaimer that he included in the study, uh, just for the sake that the writer wanted this to be covered uh, before any conclusions are attempted to be made or drawn from the study. It says, Disclaimer, all results from this survey are for research and entertainment purposes only, whilst they can be used as a general guide for what most members in the furry fandom think and agree on. They should not be used for acts of gatekeeping, shaming, bullying, ostracization, or any of similar nation. So I just wanted to read that because the, the writer found it important to include that, and I think it would be unfair to the person who conducted the study for me not to include it in this podcast. So... um. This, this is the part of the study that I found really interesting. Um, they did a survey of, of a whole lot of uh, furries and, and kind of asked them basic questions like, you know, why they had become part of the study um, or why they had become part, not part of the study, but part of the fandom um, and uh, different things like that. Like what their interests were and uh, what made them interested in becoming a furry in the first place. Okay, so... These are uh, some of the results. Uh, this is called other highlights because these are the results that were on the lower end of reasons that people reported. Uh, not like the primary reasons why people became part of the furry fandom. Right. On the lower end of the chart, there are three categories I want to highlight. So the, I'm sorry, this, uh, I should say quote before I say this, this is an exact quote from uh, the study. Okay. Uh, quote on the lower end of the chart. These are three categories I want to highlight. Firstly, uh, two people specifically said that the third reason they took up for suiting is because of peer pressure. Uh, secondly, in hindsight, it's rather surprising that there are only seven votes for hugging or being petted. Um, and thirdly, it is intriguing that, quote, sexual pleasure or expression only got eight votes, coming in 21st overall. It is likely that the proportion of people who said personal expression uh, would have intended that in a sexual way, despite not specifying it. However, I do think it goes to show that fursuiters perhaps are not as sex-obsessed as some of the news articles may like to exaggerate. And this is from this was uh, from <clears throat> the people who explicitly said that one of their top reasons for joining the fandom was, for sexual reasons, it only got eight votes, and the sample size was 300 fursuiters. So it's, it's like, it's not just a purely sexual thing. So I just want to emphasize again that there's nothing wrong uh, with people who are interested in the furry community for sexual reasons. And even those who have a sexual interest in it, that's not necessarily their primary reason for being a part of the community. Uh, I go to gaming and anime conventions every year, and I rarely miss a, fur a furry uh, panel at those con uh, conventions. There is a sense of passion, camaraderie that you don't get everywhere. So the appeal of being a part of this is it's infectious. The, so even if Chamberlain 
Mark tolerates on something as unpleasant and sexual as rape doesn't mean that his furry life has anything to do with sexuality. Um, and it doesn't mean that the furry fandom has anything to do with tolerating rape, you know? Um, <clears throat> but he could be being honest, at least about the fact that uh, his interest in furries is uh, not sexual. Now, as I said, I, I did make a bit of a discovery, something that I didn't see in any of the news articles, and that is that I found Chamberlain's Twitter account. Uh, something that none of the um, news articles, and I read a lot of them, and I've read ones that were highly critical of him, ones that tried to be as thorough as possible. None of them found this free account, or this Twitter account. And at first I thought it was a fake. Uh, so like this meme had made its rounds and it's a situation's ripe for troll bait. So I was ready for it to be some snare of some kind. Uh, but uh, this story went viral in 2017, 2018 roughly. But I found this post from 2015 and I'm going to send it to you. Okay. This is a post from the account that claims to be Chamberlain. So, that post there is from November 29th, 2015. And it has a picture of Chamberlain with the mayor, and it says, New Councilman and New Mayor. There you have it. So, this is definitely his account. <laughs> it is absolutely his account. Um, but, like, so on the left you have Chamberlain. So just to describe to viewers, um, is this the picture that had been uh, photoshopped? They had taken Chamberlain out of this picture and photoshopped him at the furry parade. Um, and on the left you have Chamberlain. On the right you have uh, Mayor David uh, Gronbach, who was uh, the mayor at that time. Uh, but, like, this is absolutely his account. And he is actually not shy at all about being a furry at any point that I couldn't find any point where he was being shy about being furry or trying to hide it in any way. Um, and I say more power to him, um, in that regard. So I'm going to send you uh, another image here. And this is to kind of show that he was not shy about being a furry. Um, whether like even, you know, whereas the headline would suggest that it was a secret the whole time. And then suddenly people found out, uh, this, this, this kind of proves, um, this is from 2017 and this was before, uh, this was earlier in 2017. This was before this, uh, news article kind of made its rounds. Um, and it's got a picture of him and it says, uh, happy first suit Friday, me with my first suit maker, Sarah Cat, uh, at for, for, for copolis, for apocalypse. God damn apocalypse. For apocalypse. Yep, and it has for, his name in the title. Like as his on Twitter, how you can choose your at, but you can choose what your your name on there is. He has his. He's got his full name. name. Yeah, he's got his full name there. He's not shy. Of, he's not hiding it at all. Like, um, and so like the idea that somehow, uh, he just, just people found out he's a furry and suddenly had to resign. Like this is more further evidence to that not being the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. No one should have to hide the things that they love, not hide the hobbies. Um, and good on him for just doing his thing and just 
well, pursuiting and just doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that's great. I think that's dope. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I'm all about it. I'm like, I, I like the fact that he's not shy about it. Um, <clears throat> I do want to reread what Chamberlain said to the uh, Danbury News Times before we move on. Chamberlain told the Danbury News Times that his hobby was wholesome. It has nothing to do with, with sex. It's an interest in cartoon animals. He cited his fondness of Mickey Mouse and Tony the Tiger as examples of why it's a wholesome, non-sexual interest. But exploring his Twitter, I it, it, it revealed some things to me. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm going to send some more images to you. Do I want to open these? Yeah, you do. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to. You you agreed to be my guest. You just gotta put up with the torture. I mean, you know me well enough to know that I'm gonna put you through hell if you're gonna if you're gonna deal with me. I mean, that's just something everybody uh, has to I learn. It, it's important. Everybody learns uh, this kind of thing. So the first one I'm gonna send you. <laughs> Uh, I kind of want you to explain to me uh, what you're seeing here. Oh, hi. Let's see. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I have... To, in order to explain this image, I need to give context. So, for uh, for those of you who are listening, because you can't watch a podcast unless it's filmed... Uh, for those of you listening, uh, when it comes to fursuit, you can get them made two different ways. You can have your tail sewn to the bodysuit of your fursuit, or you can have your tail have belt loops on it, and then you just put a belt through and wear it on the inside so your tail stays part of you. That's mainly as a way for you to be able to do what's called partialing. So if you wanted to wear, you could, so that way you could wear rather your whole fursuit with your bodysuit, your tail, and everything, or if you wanted to partial, in which you're just wearing, like, your normal clothes, you could just string your tail onto that belt loop and still wear your tail, wear your head, and go about your merry way. Um, this is a post from someone on the Twitter.com who uh, <laughs> t took a selfie in the mirror. He forgot his tail uh, at a convention. Uh, oh, wait, no. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I read it wrong. Um, he is demonstrating how uh, he'd be screwed if he leaves his tail at home or at a con. Because if you don't have your tail in, if you don't have it in on your fursuit, then it's just an open hole that sits uh, in the crevice above your butt and the small of your back. So it, it, it's, it's a little spicy. And uh, Mr. Chamberlain is responding to that, saying, I don't even want to know how that tail is attached. <laughs> so that's that's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, and, and the thing is, like, this is, this, this is just a playful exchange, essentially. You know, it's like it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, sexual, although the the implications... Uh, or the, I guess the, uh, what's being implied is, 
it could be, you know, almost like, right. a, like, you know, you have an attached like a butt plug or something like that, you know? I mean, at least that's the impression I got from his joke. Um, but again, it's just a joke. Uh, that doesn't really explicitly uh, show that he finds a sexual interest in the furry fandom. That doesn't, that doesn't uh, <clears throat> mean anything essentially on its own. Uh, but yeah, no. And, and I want to say, first off, that explanation about the way tails are attached to fursuits, I had no freaking idea about. And that's exactly the why, the reason I wanted you to be in this podcast. Because <laughs> I You're you can explain to me stuff I had no idea about. Um and I, I, I appreciate it. Um so I am going to send you uh another image. Oh god. Uh and uh there was a there was a response from Chamberlain on this one as well. Okay. So in this image, let me sit down. Uh, let's see. So <laughs> you, yeah, image, you might want to sit down for it. You know? <laughs> uh, it is a, a fursuiter who is wearing a kind of like a schoolgirl outfit. And they are lifting the skirt to reveal that they're wearing a matching pair of underwear over their fursuit. But uh, it's underneath the skirt. So like the way you would normally get dressed. So like panties and then you have your skirt, blah, blah, blah. So they're wearing the skirt, the panties over their fursuit and wearing the skirt over their fursuit and they're lifting the skirt and showing the pa the matching panties that match the skirt and their caption says they sat on well coordinated uh and they got a lot of likes a lot of retweets a lot of comments good for them uh their fursuit looks stunning by the way oh it, um, does. it really does mr. yeah <laughs> yeah and mr chamberlain is responding to that saying so cute and fashionable all right so, so i mean he's interacting he's he Doing what most furries do, interacting yep. with other people in the fandom. And, uh, yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it just says, so, like, the, you know, obviously there is some sort of uh, provocative uh, style to the photo um, that's being, and the pose that's being done, um, showing off panties underneath the skirt, that kind of thing. But uh, Chamberlain's response is not necessarily a, a sexual thing. So um, that was the second post that I came across that I just thought, well, maybe I'll take a screenshot of it. Just kind of because, uh, you know, if, if anybody stumbles across Chamberlain's post, uh, this is going to be something that's going to be brought up for sure. Um, because it is sort of a, a an edgy, steamy sort of image uh, that he did respond to. But his response was not necessarily... Uh, sexual in nature. So I found a, um, so I'm going to send you another photo. Uh, me giggling gives it away. Uh, but anyway, I can't wait. I'll, to see I'll, this I'll, one. I'll send you another photo that I, I stumbled across, uh, or a photo. I'd say photo, a screenshot, um, of, uh, something that I found And these are not things that Chamberlain, like, retweeted or whatever you know to be on his regular timeline i'm just i was looking at his replies um and some of his likes to to find some of this stuff okay so here's a here's one for you and i kind of want you to explain what's what you're seeing okay so uh this one it is not a fursuit it is artwork and it's of a it's of a girl uh, uh someone's persona uh, wearing uh, very elaborate clothing, not so much sexual, just very 
out of the box, you know. Uh, and it looks like she's. Is it what? Is that a phone? That's that's what I thought. Maybe an old phone, like an old, uh, like corded phone. I want to say it's a phone. I have a feeling it's not a phone. And uh, on the phone, it's taken like a Snapchat photo where you have the caption wherever, and the caption's like, "I have a present for you." And her caption uh, on the photo says, "Would you accept?" And Mr. Chamberlain responds, saying, so totally, yes. Which, so he's doing what all furries do, and he's replying back to a photo that he finds attractive and is, uh, I don't want to say simping for it, but he's simping for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he's totally simping for this photo. And, um, it, like, the 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 outfit is pretty, like, skimpy and kind of, uh, um, you know, it's showing a lot of, like, cleavage and everything, and... and it's got a kind of really like sort of sexy looking uh fursona here um <clears throat> and and uh yeah the so totally yes uh that that is 100% simp uh mentality being displayed there absolutely. you 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 nailed it like when you said that but Not again, to say that that's a bad thing. But again, but again, hold on. I mean, that doesn't mean he's sexually interested in the furry fandom. He just He's just saying yes. Maybe he wants to be friends with her. Um, a lot of the times, uh, furries will interact. That's kind of like how people interact. Like when you comment on people's like pictures and stuff on like Facebook or Instagram, it's very much like interacting in that front, whether it be flirty or not. Sometimes there is a sexual con. Uh, I can't say that word. There is a sexual undertone to it. Sometimes there isn't. But I mean, this is just kind of this is how kind of people flirt anyway. Yeah, no, that's, well, yes, true, like, um, that might even, yeah, that he might know the person and, and, and find that person attractive, whatever, uh, I just, I'm just addressing the thing that he said about, uh, not finding the, uh, not having a sexual interest in the furry fandom, um, so I'm gonna send you another image here. By the looks of it, um, this, okay, yep, I know exactly how to explain it, so, a lot of the times with fursuit makers, after they've created a fursuit, they will have a little photo shoot of the character and they will, uh, the fursuit maker, the studio, they will post photos that, uh, they're considered promo photos, I guess you could say. Uh, they will post pictures of the character and kind of announce and show off their newest creation because it helps bring people interested. It helps bring in customers who might be interested in commissioning them for a future fursuit. And it's a good way to keep track of your portfolio and show people your work. So this is uh, a fursuit maker who posted a first a picture of a fursuit that they seem to have just finished. That's going to be at a con. And Mr. Chamberlain said, hot Foxy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, first off, I want to say, this is a really good looking fursuit. I, I love the colors. Oh. I love the design of it. Um, yeah, the colors are great. Looking at it, it has uh, it has removable eyelids. For those of you who aren't familiar with fursuits and how they work, a lot of uh, you can add a bunch of different accessories to really make your fursuit expressive. And one of those is adding magnetic eyelids to the suit, where you add magnets into the base and then into the eyelids, and then you can pop them on and off of the fursuit. And change the expression to make it Whoa. flirty, to make it funny, sleepy, tired, the like different ways. So, and looking know. at one of these photos, it looks like they do come with that. I didn't know that. That makes this fursuit so much cooler than I realized. 
Um, I thought I showed you mine. The, no, I mean, I didn't know that about, like, I wasn't able to identify that, like, in this fursuit. I remember you did show me that you had the different expression eyelids that you could you could add and remove from uh, from the green uh, dog. You know, as a green dog, you want to be That's able to cool. express yourself. And um, I, uh, I, I do remember you, you showing me that you could change the expressions. And I think that's amazing. I didn't notice that about this fursuit because, like, I don't have a keen eye for that. But uh, that makes this fursuit so much cooler. Like, look, I love... look, in the, look in the top left image, and then in the one next to it, you can see on the right, you can see how those ones have eyelids and then the bottom two don't. So oh, that's how... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But... What we should be focusing on is the subject of our meme, Scott Chamberlain, um, who has responded with the phrase hot foxy. That would be an odd response for somebody who doesn't find any sort of uh, uh, sexual interest in the uh, furry fandom. But again, he could just be saying that just to be expressive about, you know, uh how hot the suit turned out uh -huh. like, like like that's like it's like a, that's cool you know like that's hot like you know somebody did a good damn job on that um that could be what he means i'm gonna send you another image <laughs> okay i'm ready i cannot wait to see what it is based on your laughing so <laughs> i want you to explain this one to us let's see Oh, I am in love with this. Okay, so yeah. the caption for the photo is when people think I'm cute, small, and innocent. And then it's a picture of them on their bed. Uh, they have their fursuit head on, their hand paws. Uh, they have their jacket open. Uh, and they have, like, pasties on. And I, I think they're wearing underwear. I don't know. Uh, Either way, they're, they're, real, uh, they're covered up very well. They're covered up... Uh, only enough to give you a tease, uh, but they look stunning. Uh, yeah. And uh, Chamberlain commented, responding to that, saying, two out of three ain't bad. So here he's not being, and with these other posts, uh, it's pretty common seeing these responses, not just in the furry fandom, but everywhere, of people flirting back or say, giving compliments out and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so he, it's very clear, but like with these specific ones, and especially being that this account is his fursuiting account and his furry fandom account, he is not being shy about who he's interacting with and not being shy that he is a furry and that he affiliates with furries. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely not. And uh, in, in this case, uh, I will say a couple of things about this one. Um so when just like for clarification, for anybody who doesn't know what pasties are, it, pasties are to cover up nipples. Essentially, uh, it's kind of like when you see uh, like booby tassels or a, like a fun type of pasty sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> but uh, and like if you want, if you go to um, a lot of conventions, will have uh, like um, a burlesque show. And even though they do sort of strip down to be very skimpy, uh, nipples will usually be covered with pasties. Um, and that is, I get like, cause somehow nipples are bad. I don't know. Anyway, but, uh, the person who posted it, they essentially have covered up, um, 
their nipples. And um, it's difficult to say. They're definitely actually they they're definitely wearing underwear. It's just it's skin colored. It's very similar to skin colored underwear. It's like a light pink color. Um, but I think I think that that color was chosen uh, intentionally to to show like almost like a nude look, you know, um, which is the same thing with like. Uh, ballerinas with the nude colored stockings and and whatnot um but uh so like she says uh suki lolita which i i have my issues with the term lolita uh just because it it like the whole lolly uh search the intention is to find um, when, when people search for that, the intention is often to find, uh, women who look underage, at least look underage. And, um, I, I find that a little bit gross. Um, not that, that I want, I don't want to insult Suki Lolita for that at all. I, I mean, I don't know if they mean it in that time, in that way or not. Um, but they're like, just to address it in case anybody brings it up. Um, it actually was, uh, flagged as a warning if it were searched on like Google. So like, say if you looked for like lolly porn or whatever, um, it was flagged on Google as saying like, um, you know, just to let you know, uh, child pornography is illegal and it cited like, it would cite like, uh, um, legal, uh, like the actual law, the actual state or um, federal law that addressed uh, child pornography. So that's how adjacent it was to uh, child pornography. Not that that term is always used that way, but just to address the people who only understand it in that way, I just wanted to bring that up. That doesn't mean that that's what... Uh, Suki Lolita is meaning in this and in fact it almost certainly isn't uh, and then <clears throat> but uh, Chamberlain's response is two out of three ain't bad and what he means is that this person is cute and small but maybe not innocent uh, so that does sort of like he is just it's an innocent interaction essentially um, it is a little weird to me because like this person in the photo is probably pretty young and he looks like he's uh, at least in his fifties. Um, and that, that does creep me out to some degree. Uh, but at the same time, he's, he's not, he's not being gross. You know, he's not, I don't think he's crossing a line essentially, but it does sort of, uh, it does sort of lend some credence to the fact that he probably does have some sexual interest in the furry community. Uh, whereas what he had told the news times was that, uh, his interest in it had nothing to do with sexuality. Again, I don't think there's anything wrong with him, uh, having a sexual interest in the furry community. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. It's literally not hurting anybody. Um, but he was not totally honest about that. And, uh, that will bring us once I send you one more photo, um, that will bring us, uh, to the next part that I want to discuss. Uh, so could you explain to me, uh, what this, uh, post looks like? Okay. So it is a fursuiter, uh, who is 
in a, a latex bodysuit. They have their fursuit head on, they have a black bodysuit on, and they have a red harness on uh, with a like a body harness. So it has intricate like straps and everything going around their chest, their thighs, their waist. And with it, they have a strap on. And uh, they're saying how you're in danger. And Chamberlain <laughs> responded saying, of the nicest kind. So he, it's not... Uh, it's very clear at this point he has an interest in the sides of the fandom that are and are not sexual, being that he's responded with, uh, he's responded to people on comments that are like very much safe for work, very much all cute or like love it or etc. Uh, but he's uh, also responding to these posts like these that are more on the not safe for work side, that are more lewd and intricate, like this one, and then uh. The, the other ones. So he's not hiding it. He's not hiding it, and he shouldn't have. Yeah, no, not at all. And and uh, and I'll, I'll get to that in a moment, like about the, uh, not just his interest in the furry fandom, but like his sexual interest in the furry fandom. Like, um, so <clears throat> it is without a doubt that Chamberlain does in fact have a sexual interest in the furry fandom. And there's nothing wrong with that. Humanoid animal fantasies are not uncommon, and a preference for that is not hurting anyone. Obviously, zoophilia is an issue because animals are not consenting beings. Um, but these anthropomorphic characters are, uh, in the posts and scenarios involved, uh, they are represented as consenting beings. Like, it's, um, it's not... It's not like trying to have sex with an animal, you know, like that, that is a completely different thing. Um, so again, nothing wrong with that. Uh, the place where the line was drawn, uh, and what actually led to Chamberlain's resignation was the fact that he marked uh, tolerate on rape. In my opinion, I doubt that he means he personally thinks that real life rape is okay. And especially with the last comment, it is possible that he means he would tolerate in a fantasy where he's the bottom potentially being pegged. Um, and I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's really what it implies. Uh, so if that's the case, I don't see anything wrong with it because there's a, at least colloquially, there's a difference between uh, rape and, and using what would be called non-con, you know, like uh, non-con is like, it's like a, a rape fantasy, but you always have, an actual consent involved with that, but like right. it's, it's, it's a fantasy. And, and that's why, you know, like when we have like dominatrices and things like that, we have, uh, um, safe words and whatnot. Uh, so like the fact that he was unwillingly and politically speaking, unable to be, um, honest about uh, honest and open about his sexuality that might have been what led to the misunderstanding in the first place if he could have been more honest and open about his uh sexual interests or at least been like okay okay once they're just adults in a room let me explain where my sexual interests are um and uh, like it, it just the fact that he felt the need to hide it I think exacerbated the whole like 
causing him to resign. I mean, especially like at least in the sense that um, he uh, couldn't. There was no way as a politician that he could have verbalized in a way that could have explained to people like, I don't actually want people to be raped. I don't actually tolerate that. My furry fandom does in fact have some uh, sexual interest. And when it comes to quote, tolerating weight rape, what I mean is a fantasy of my own and, and of being, you know, being on the receiving end, or if somebody else wants that, I guess I'll tolerate that. But you know, it's like that's that was if he could have gone into those nuances, if if the world were you know more prepared to accept or or to receive messages like that, he wouldn't have had to hide everything, um, almost everything. He was honest about his furry fandom, but he wouldn't have had to hide so many of these like innocuous things that ended up making him look worse than he actually probably is. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I, I get it. Yeah. I, I, I know I didn't word that greatly. I kind of, I, I was kind of all over the place, but, um, I know but, what you were trying to say though. Yeah, I don't, I, I kind of, it's cause I'm trying to make like six points at once, but like, it's just, it, it, I don't know. I just don't, I think that the fact that uh, people do misunderstand each other and they can't wait to misunderstand each other because they they make enemies have out of each other, especially politically, um, that they don't want to even take the time to listen and to understand the nuances in it. They just want to grasp onto what sounds the worst and uh, demonize human beings. And I, I think that Chamberlain is almost certainly a victim of this. Uh, well, I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. Um, and I do think I do get a little, I don't know. I, I get a little cringy when older people get 40 with super young people. Like, you know, even if they are of age, it still occasionally gets me a little, it, it gives me the little bit of like a, just a little bit of heebies, but like, he, I don't think he's done anything wrong. You know, and, and plus, even when he's being friendly, he's really, or I'm sorry, even when he's being 40, he's super friendly about it. You know, he's, he doesn't seem to be pushing things uh, too far. Like, and he's, do, he's approaching in like a jovial sort of way. So like in, in his case, I don't want to demonize that too much. Um, but anyway, uh, what do you think? Like, what do you think about? Uh, Chamberlain and, and, and what we like, I mean, I, I dug about, I dug way deeper than any of the news articles did. And, and mm -hmm. still, I don't obviously know a lot about him personally. Uh, I almost, I almost wanted to, uh, interview him for this podcast to see if I can get like a little, uh, sound clip from him, but, uh, I didn't want him to think that I was trying to dig up something that he's trying to forget. Um, but, uh, so I didn't go about that. I might still try, uh, but at least we have a podcast in the bag that doesn't involve, uh, him. Uh, but like, what do you think? What do you think about him and, uh, the way he's behaved and, and his relationship to the furry fandom? I mean, like I said, I don't know the 
ins and outs, the extremely specific stuff. Of what I've seen uh, from his comments that you sent me, these seem like very typical furry fandom as well as uh, typical just online behavior. Whether whether flirty or not, it just seems like he's just interacting. He's just talking to people in the fandom. Yeah, and he's being really nice, and he's he's giving like very positive comments. Um, and even if he is, I mean, I picked out these. I scrolled through everything that he's ever responded to or liked, and I picked mm-hmm. out the worst ones I could find. And still, he's being a nice guy. Like in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I I, I think he's been pretty pretty cordial. Yeah, I, I I mean it seems innocuous to me. Um, I I don't. If I were to be on so furry though, I probably would have hit put hate on rape. <laughs> um, if the, like if it were listed as non-con, then I I you know obviously like that would be a different thing. Um, but like literal rape, I would have hit put hate on. Um, at least even even if like even if my response to the prompt rape were to be in a purely fantasy context just to protect my own image i would still hit hate just in case anybody else stumbled across across that you know um yeah but like if the term non-con were used instead that would be totally different so there is still something to scrutinize and and to to kind of raise an eyebrow at with that whole clicking tolerate on rape but i do not think that he meant it in that way you know i don't think he meant it as right. in that he thinks rape is okay right but it's hard to know either way um because uh obviously it's probably not something that he wants to speak out about now he's probably hoping the whole controversy is behind him um but it's uh it, it is something that uh, unfortunately, as a politician, things stick with you forever. You're not Teflon when you're a politician unless you're fucking Trump. Um, if you're Trump, then so- you could literally rape somebody oh, in, in so the middle sorry. of Times Square and yeah, and, and everything's fine. But um, anyway, uh, wait, wait, wait. Why are you sorry? Are you sorry because uh, you voted for Trump? I did not vote for Trump. Take that back. <laughs> that is the worst thing anyone could ever say about me. <laughs> Uh, no, I said, uh, if you, when you were saying, if you are Trump, you can do this if you are Trump, and you were saying, if you are Trump, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. If you're Trump, I'd, I'd be sorry. Oh, yeah, no, and, like, the thing is, like, he's probably the one politician who is Teflon, who is actually Teflon, but, um, but like, if you're a politician in general, things like that are going to stick, and, and unfortunately, regardless of how uh, Chamberlain meant it, that's going to stick with him. It's going to be part of his life and it's going to affect his political career. Um, if he even tries to continue to have one. Um, but I don't think that, but the point is, uh, regarding this meme, it's not that this meme completely lied about something. I, I just wanted to address it in the sense that it wasn't just him being a furry, that caused him to resign. And I don't want anybody in the furry fandom to think that they shouldn't, uh, you know, apply themselves to a political position that they might be really 
really well suited for just because they happen to be part of the furry fandom. Right. And that's the reason why I wanted to address this meme. So any closing thoughts? Mm. I'm going to have some really good pasta after this. You and Bobby give me nothing sometimes (laughs) at the end of these episodes. I don't know what you're talking about. I just want to know some closing thoughts, like what you like. What what's a what's some input that you want to have uh, based on this this subject? You know, it's kind of a compliment that we don't have anything because it just means you covered everything. You got it all. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, I mean, if I'd say any like closing stuff. Uh, in terms of this guy, it just seems like everyone gave him crap for being a furry because everyone is under the idea of furry equals cringe. And yeah, but and yeah, but <laughs> no, um, I don't. I don't think furry is cringe at all. I, honestly, thing. I'm always yeah, in, I'm I mean, impressed by furries most of the time. You haven't talked to all of us yet. Well, I've <laughs> talked to I've talked to no, you, uh, and you know. that's your fault. That's your fault, though. <laughs> But if you know, uh, no, um, in seriousness, uh, based on his communication with other furries, I don't think it's necessarily been completely inappropriate. Uh, it just seems like typical internet banter with yeah. his uh, comments. But I mean, I feel like I feel like people should uh, really dig more into all the good that the fandom does before yeah. immediately calling it cringe or disgusting or weird. And like I said earlier, uh, if you want to try to bully furries by saying things like fatherless, KYS, uh, hunting season, stuff like that, literally doesn't work. Heard yeah. it all. Been yeah. there. Done that. All you're going to do is make more of us show up on your feed. So thanks. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. All right. I want to thank you uh, so much for being part of this. I know I said it would be shorter and we went three times as long as I said it might go. Um, but, uh, no, this was good. This was really good. And I, I really appreciate your input. And I think that you've provided a lot, uh, to this, uh, episode that I would not have been able to provide myself. I, I I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Now, if you'd excuse me, I'm going to have some good chicken Alfredo pasta. Thank you. That sounds awesome. All right. See you later. Bye. I think he's gone already. Bye. Oh yeah. Good. Oh yeah. Goodbye. Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>